Hello, welcome everyone to the Work From Home Show. I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and I'm joined today by Marisol Hughes, EVP and General Counsel at Wilson HCG. Welcome, Marisol. Thank you so much, Nikki. Great to be here. Great to have you. I'm excited to uh, dive a little bit into the conversation here. You guys have some, you know, great initiatives and um, that are happening within your organization during this work from home time. So I definitely want to dive uh, into that. So I'm looking uh, forward to our conversation. And just to kind of get started, why uh, don't you tell us a little bit about Wilson HCG and your role there? Yes, absolutely. Um, so Wilson HCG um, is a talent firm. So what that means is that we deal in all things talent, um, from talent attraction um, to market mapping to employment branding, kind of everything you think of when you think of what companies need in order to attract and retain the best people. Um, so that takes a lot of different shapes and forms. It can be, you know, permanent hiring, can be contingent hiring, um, can be, you know, MSP work. We're kind of working with a network of vendors underneath us. Um, and being that one point of contact for clients. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, we differentiate, differentiate ourselves from our competition and from other firms um, by really giving that white glove service um, and really having clients outsource their talent function to us as opposed to just kind of using us as a vendor on a long list. Um, so that's kind of what Wilson does. Um, we're, you know, all over the world and we have people set up in 40 countries at this point. So it's really exciting uh, to, you know, work with people on a global basis, improving their talent. Nice. <clears throat> and so how prepared was Wilson HCG to quickly move towards this remote working environment? Yeah, so we were really lucky um, in that over half our workforce was, was virtual anyway before this all started. So we do have offices um, in the U.S., Canada, um, Poland, Romania, um, and then throughout Asia as well, um, you know, as well as England and, and a few other places in, in Eastern and Western Europe. But we did have a lot of people that were working from home or even working embedded on client site. So we've always been very, um, I guess, prepared for something like this to happen um, in that respect in terms of we we've always had a lot of connected software whether it's from online learning for for training to using you know the Microsoft 365 platform teams you know all those all those video conference lines etc um, so we all stay very very connected and so this has been something that's been I mean it's still been tough right transitioning a hundred percent especially people like me who are used to going into an office every day uh, but the good thing is the company had already invested in all the technology so we were ready to just you know push a button and say okay our offices are closed everybody's from home and everybody had the equipment and the technology they needed so it's, it's been pretty smooth in that respect that's good um, so did you guys experience it any challenges along the way considering you guys were you know already sort of set up for that remote working environment um, can you mm -hmm. highlight some of the challenges that you ran across I mean some of it was just more logistics you know this has been such an unprecedented event in, in kind of our history it's not something that anyone really saw coming so we were we're making decisions you know back in mid-march early March that kind of changed day to day because the information was changing day to day. So I think the biggest challenge was that we didn't have 
and weeks to prepare for our office shutting down, we pretty much made that decision based on the health and safety of our workers before, um, you know, a lot of the same stay-at-home orders were put out by the governors, et cetera. So really for us, it was just, you know, people were in the office one day and from home the next and just making sure people took all the equipment they needed home. Um, you know, things like that you, you wouldn't need short term, but things like a second monitor or your mouse or things like that. Um, so that was probably the most challenging is just making sure everybody had the equipment they needed for a healthy and, you know, an ergonomical home office. Um, but our technology team, our IT team has been really great about, you know, shipping equipment to people that needed it and, and coming up with some creative solutions. Yeah, I think being creative, uh, being flexible and agile are kind of the themes too. You got to be able to pivot, um, mm-hmm. pivot on a dime and uh, make stuff work for you. So um, that's kind of the theme that I've been hearing from a lot of organizations is, yeah, you have to be able to think on your feet. You got to be creative and you have to, you know, pivot. Um, so yeah, I, I can totally relate. I mean, at Kudos, we were, we were fairly set up as well for remote working. Um, but I guess what we weren't prepared for was, you know, being at home with our significant others. And I know you and I were chatting a little bit, uh, before the call, um, about having our kids at home with us. And I think that's mm-hmm. been a challenge is just not, you, you think working from home is going to be, uh, fun and it's going to be, you're going to be more productive. Um, but it's very different when you have your whole family home with you <laughs> as opposed to just working Absolutely. from home by yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we have put out a lot of different um, information for our employees. So we, we came up with COVID-19 toolkits on our internet with all kinds of stuff um, in it, including some really great trainings from LinkedIn Learning and different other companies that have put out free um, you know, trainings and, and guidance on just that, how to be productive at home, how to take mental breaks, um, you know, different things like that. And also just in integrating things like virtual coffee chats, virtual happy hours, mm. you know, time where just taking a few minutes out of your day to just talk about anything but anything but what's going on in the world and, and make people just feel connected. So I'm really, um, you know, I'm really impressed by a lot of the companies around the world who immediately reacted and said, hey, we know this is tough. So let us help everyone. Let us help other companies come together and provide the support to their workers to make it easier for them. So we've had some really great partners also help us in that process. Yeah, great. So you mentioned, you know, your creation of the internet toolkit. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. the importance during this time is communication. Um, mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about um, what best practices Wilson HCG has um, implemented in the organization to create that transparency and, and trust essentially? Yeah, so our, you know, we have um, a set of DNA principles that obviously, you know, is is integrated day to day out way before uh, this pandemic happened. And one of them is communication. And, you know, that's just key and core to who we are as an organization. And so, you know, I have the pleasure of working under John Wilson, our, our founding CEO, um, who built the company up from scratch. And he's always believed that the more transparent you are with people, uh, the more, you know, respect, the more loyalty, and honestly, just the more, you know, the better everybody can work together. So we've, what we've done, and what I would say is the best practice is, you know, you can really get in your own head and go back and forth and have meetings on top of meetings about, 
how to spin a message or how are people going to take it if we say this or that um, or hey let's wait until we have more information to communicate with people and what I've seen especially with this pandemic is you know you got to just get the information out there people will even if it's bad news you know people will respect the fact that you're being transparent with them, respect the fact that you're giving them some notice, you know, to work things out with their families, to adjust their schedule, to be flexible. So for us, it's really about communication on a very direct level, on a very, on an ongoing level. And I think that's really key is it's not about seeing the message right now. It's about just getting information that people will get. Yeah. And, and how do you, how do you guys communicate? Uh, do you guys have, like you mentioned your, um, your inter- internet, uh, toolkit, um, but what other, mm-hmm. um, like your tech stack, what do you guys, how do you guys use your tech stack to communicate? Yeah. So, um, we have, uh, Microsoft 365. So we use teams, we use, you know, the, the different SharePoint sites that have set up for, for different teams to communicate on documents and collaborate, um, all the time. We also use workplace, which is powered by Facebook, um, for more of our engagement, you know, non-work related or say non-role related engagement. Um, so that's where we run things like competitions. You know, we did a healthy top chef competition where we had people make, you know, recipes and post them and, um, you know, people would vote by liking and the three with the most likes, you know, made it to the final round. And, and that's where we're at right now. We're in the final rounds so with very intense to see who's going to come out on top for a healthy top chef this month. Um, but really, you know, having those tools where you have MS teams and, you know, um, Outlook and, you know, the, the typical SharePoint type tools, but you also have a place like Workplace where people can just go and kind of blow up steam. Um, I think that's a really great, almost a yin and yang to our engagement and communication. Um, in addition to that, we have multiple training platforms that are all available on demand. And again, I think that's important because not only are you working with people from home who have to balance their spouse's schedule, their kid's schedule, but you also have different time zones. You know, being in 40 countries, there's no way we can get everyone on one call at the same time. You know, it's just impossible. So we've invested in our internal um, learning management system called Innovate, where we launch training programs that are available all on demand. And then we also work with a vendor called Social Talent, which is a little bit more geared toward recruiting force, et cetera. But again, they have an ongoing updated library of, of, on, of on-demand trainings. So those are kind of our core, um, you know, pieces that allow us to, to stay in constant communication. Nice. Yeah, you guys utilize your tech stack quite well there. I was, uh, you had sent over a list of sort of the engagement and collaboration uh, events that you're, you're hosting and you have virtual coffee chats, painting with a twist, Top Chef, which you mentioned. Um, but you also mentioned in here, you have WHCG Cribs or your personal favorite, which mm-hmm. is what's in your fridge right now. <laughs> Uh, those are yeah, a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. And I have to give John, our CEO, credit for the what's in your fridge. He was hosting a town hall because we host virtual town halls. Um, he hosts them once a month. And then we do biweekly um, what we call huddle ups, which is just 15 minutes where everybody jumps on a video call and chats for a few minutes. Um, but he actually started a what's in your fridge. Somebody asked him on a town hall if, if they could see. Um, and then he posted to workplace. And then after that, it just started this waterfall of, of fridge postings. <laughs> so 
it's kind of cool uh, to see how everybody's just been so engaged and everybody is just so interested in each other, which is, uh, you know, a breath of, breath of fresh air for somebody in my role, you know, seeing our, our people function internally. Um, I love just to see how everyone's just come together and band together through a tough time and continues to just make the Wilson experience a good one. Yeah, I think that just being in this time and being connected even over video and, and being, you're kind of in people's personal space to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. um, so you do get to like meet their family because their kids are popping in on video chats or you hear their dogs or their cats barking or they, you know, they make their appearance in the video as well. So I think you're just connecting with your, um, with your team members on a different level and a more personal level, but still keeping it professional. So I think that's probably yeah. one of the most popular positive things that I would take out of um, this whole, um, you know, physical distancing um, uh, pandemic era <laughs> that we're kind of going through right now. Yeah. yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, flexibility is key. I know you mentioned staying agile and things like that. You know, we, we definitely have been focused on that lately, but also just like cutting, everybody just cutting themselves a break, right? Like it's yeah. okay if not every single thing, if, you know, gets done the eight hours that if you are dedicated to it hundred percent in an office, um, you know, gets done at home when you're also have a, you know, wearing the hat of homeschool teacher, cook, spouse, you know, therapist, all that, all that kind of good stuff. Right. So yeah. I think we've really focused on being flexible. We put out a lot of trainings to our managers about, you know, how to be flexible with schedules, how to make sure our client needs are still met, but also, um, you know, understand we're all in the same boat, you know, whether it's us or our clients, everybody's dealing with the same thing. So just really trying to keep it, um, you know, keep it, light and keep it flexible and, and, and just remember that we're all people and we're all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. And the work will get done. It may not get down, done in those eight right. hours that you'd be at the office, but it, you know, it may get done spread out over the course of the day, whether that's earlier in the morning or later in the evenings when your kids are sleeping. Um, you know, it's just, the work will get done. It just, you know, we don't have the, the strict eight hours to work on. <laughs> Right. And I mean, I just think, I think that we're just lucky, you know, uh, Wilson HCG is lucky in our business model and our service off. We can do everything remotely. We can be flexible on schedule. Um, you know, we're not hospital workers or, or factory workers or people that have to be here at a certain time clocking in and out to get the work done. So I try to remind people that, mm -hmm. you know, while it's tough. Um, it, I mean, we are so lucky to be able to do this um, and, and adapt so well during a tough time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you, you know, you mentioned, I want to talk about support and resources and you have mentioned, you know, you okay. have the, your learning and development, um, piece online for managers and, and leadership, uh, to support their teams. Um, but you have a, a, a great, um, uh, awareness program coming up here in May called mental awareness month. Um, let's talk a little bit mm -hmm. about that and some of the other, you know, support and resources that you have for your employees. Maybe it's along the lines of, of wellness or, um, you know, uh, keeping fit or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so basically, you know, we have a wellness committee called be well at Wilson and it is, um, employee led and executive sponsored. So my role as, as the leader of the people function here at Wilson, I'm the executive sponsor of the, of the um, committee, but it's 
100% led by employees. So it's all volunteers who are just passionate about wellness um, that get involved in different areas. And we usually have four pillars um, of wellness because we like to look at it holistically. So our pillars are our exercise, um, financial wellness, stress relief and life balance, um, and nutrition. Um, with the pandemic, we've had to pivot a little bit, but we were lucky in May is here in the U.S. is Mental Health, health Month anyway. Um, so what we decided to do was really focus on a mind, body, and soul approach uh, for May. So each week, the, the month of May, um, we have a different topic. So we're, we're kicking off with um, one of our our managers over in Europe actually took time on her maternity leave to get certified as a happiness at work coach, mm. which I had never heard of until she told me about it when she got back from leave. Um, and we're going to focus with her leading an all company quick training on just how to integrate happiness to kind of everything that you're doing. And while happiness means something different to everybody, there are different kind of pillars in, in that that can really you know, take your work to the next level. So we're focusing on happy, happiness at work the first week. The second week we're doing mindfulness and mediation, uh, sorry, not mediation, meditation mm-hmm. <laughs> sessions. So we have some in-house guides that just are passionate about meditation. And so they're gonna, um, they're gonna lead a couple of those classes with a slide. Um, the third week we're focusing on learning. So our learning development team is going to do some quick on-demand trainings on how to stay agile, how to organize your workspace for, men- for maximum efficiency, and how all those things really play into um, your mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth week, um, we're, we're focusing on fueling your body and how, you know, eating right and uh, taking time for yourself to exercise and different things like that really um, help your mental, your mental health, whether it's by releasing endorphins or just giving you more energy. So we're going to have one of our um, in-house managers also, she sits in the Midwest here in the U.S. She actually kind of moonlights as, as a trainer um, doing online personal training anyway. So she's going to lead us in a live high-intensity interval training class. So I'm really excited about that. I hope I can last a whole 30 minutes. Um, but it's, it's a mix of, you know, on-demand things, live classes, um, and all different topics. So while they might seem a little bit different, they all kind of play into how different areas of your life, whether it's mentally, whether it's, you know, your, your nutrition or, you know, meditation or, or mindfulness, those same things, all feed into improving your mental health. So that's kind of, that's the plan. It's the first time we're doing something like this where we have a very intense focus for a full month, but I think it's good timing as people are, you know, we're getting out of April, which was a really crazy and and atypical month and and looking for more normalcy in May. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like, you know, before the call, you mentioned kind of the adrenaline is wearing off from all of this. Right. And so then we're all coming out. We're like, okay, this is, this is kind of the new normal. So you want to, you want to bring in some of those activities and, and, um, you know, take people's minds off of it too. And, you know, wellness Mm -hmm. isn't just about exercise. It is about your, your mental health, what you eat, even financially, right? If you, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're not financially sound, that can really weigh on your, on your mental health as well. So I think, um, I think that's a great, um, a great program that you've put together and I actually might steal it and put it, (laughs) put it forth at kudos. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you are welcome to it. I I think we are just really, we're really lucky to have some people in house who are just passionate about these things who are willing to share kind of their voice and their gifts with you know another 
700 people, you know? So it's, it's been really nice that, you know, because I get, I don't want to be the only one. I don't want people to get tired of hearing my voice or seeing my emails about these types of things. So it's really great when I can take a step back and, and say, Hey, this is coming from a peer, you know, or yeah. they, and I think people really respond well when it's not leadership always kind of coming down and telling them things, but it's peer to peer and it's, you know, I'm passionate about this. Let me share it with you. Um, that's really something that I try to foster every day in the committee. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. Um, so what are some uh, of the initiatives that you've developed during this time that you want to ensure transfer over um, kind of on the other side of this pandemic and, and when we go back to back to work? Well, I mean, definitely the, 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 office, the communication. <laughs> yeah, definitely the communication and the, the collaboration. So I think that, you know, I've been with Wilson for almost seven years. I've been reporting into the office every day since I started here in Tampa, Florida. And I think that it's only natural to kind of have an office culture and a virtual culture. Um, not that anybody's Including or you know anything like that, but it's it's easy. You know, you sit in the office, you go get a cup of coffee, you go to the restroom, you you know, and you run into somebody, you have a conversation about their weekend, things like that. Um, what this has kind of forced us to do is have those kind of water cooler chats um, without that run in, right, and without that face. And I really hope that that continues uh, because it's really nice to get out there and talk to people that are in different different countries that I would have never ran into on a walk to the restroom in the office, but to have the same conversation and to hear about their families and their weekend plans and, you know, what's going on in their life. So I really hope that the collaboration and communication across countries and time zones and business lines continues, um, you know, after everybody's back in the office. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that as well. Um, I do have some uh, some quick wrap-up questions that I'd like to ask no you, um, but before we kind of get into those wrap-up questions, uh, do you have any like takeaways or last pieces of advice that you'd like to leave the audience with today that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I mean, it's hard because, because, you know, I think everybody's in the same boat where nobody was an expert on how to, you know, respond to a pandemic before this, um, as far as maybe the HR space and everybody's kind of learning as they go. But I would say, you know, the communication is just so key. And I, I think that talking to, you know, other HR professionals or, you know, different people, even CEOs and things, I think concentrating on the communication and the collaboration and being transparent with people is like what I'm kind of believing this at the bottom line. And it's not always going to be good news, it, but, you know, getting all that stuff out there is really important and it's important to people. So, I mean, that's kind of my biggest takeaway from this whole thing is that, you know, we, we got to just communicate with everybody and we have to communicate and understand that everybody is, is a person, right? And so I think sometimes when you're looking at numbers on a spreadsheet or, you know, headcount costs, you know, here or there and how it's affecting maybe different things in your business, it's easy to look at those as just numbers. But I think we all just have to realize that you know, these are all people and whatever we can do to come together, um, give people the benefit of the doubt, let them take the information and let them volunteer, you know, to, to help with the plan for the company. Don't just kind of talk down to people. Mm -hmm. Don't just try to make decisions at a high level. Um, you know, include your employees in those conversations. You know, we, we had to make some, some tough decisions and we included employees and let them know what was happening with some of our clients going on hiring freezes. And we were overwhelmed with the volunteers in terms of, I'll take a, a temporary pay cut. 
I will go on a, you know, reduce my hours, you know, to three days a week, you know, I'll forgo my bonus and my commission. And it was amazing. It was touching to see people volunteering for those things. And so I think that's really important for companies to remember before you make business, you know, people impacting decisions, go talk to your people. Um, you'd be surprised at, at how they're willing to, to really help and come together in order to save their peers' jobs or to, you know, make it a little bit easier to get through it. And I think that if people are volunteering to take a pay cut or, you know, uh, shift their hours of work for the week, I think that really shows that you guys have a great culture because people want to still work there. They still want the mm-hmm. opportunity to be there and, and work for the company. And they're willing to make sacrifices in order for that to happen. And I think that is a really like a good news story. It's not good news that they, you know, we have to take pay cuts, but I think that shows a lot about, about an organization and their culture there for sure. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, the culture is consistent before this and will be consistent after we're through this. I mean, it's the reason why I love working for Wilson HCG and why I've, I've been here for, you know, seven years is because um, the people are amazing. I mean, we don't, we're, you know, we're a people business, you know, all we have is our people. Mm-hmm. We don't have an app or, or, you know, some widgets that's in the warehouse. So um, we work really hard to make sure we cultivate that culture and that DNA. And we hire people that not only care about themselves, but care about the person that's sitting next to them. And they will make sacrifices in order to, you know, help their teammates. And I think that's, that's something we've learned um, really through this as well. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So wrap up questions. Um, what would be your number one working from home tip? My, <laughs> so this might seem really silly, but I had a Veridesk um, at my, in my office and I found out after about a week of working from home that I am not good at just sitting. Um, so I kind of built my own like mini uh, standing desk thing. And my biggest work from home tip is try to stand for half the day. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how much more energy it gives me. I feel like I can breathe better when I'm talking on calls. I feel like it just makes me feel better um, just standing uh, throughout the day as opposed to just sitting. <laughs> I love that tip. I love it. I love it. I, I, I went to, so I get so involved in my work that I forget to take breaks. Um, but last week mm-hmm. I really made an effort to just get up and go for a run in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got back, I was like refreshed. I had like a new mindset. Um, so I think just getting up yeah. and doing some sort of activity, it's like running up and down your stairs. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But, yeah. But even just standing up, you're right. Like when you stand up, you have better airflow and you, you know, you speak mm-hmm. what you speak better. Um, I tend to use my hands a lot in, when I'm speaking. Um, so when I'm standing, then I feel like I'm a little more free to do, to do my thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, are you binge watching anything on Netflix? Oh man. Or it doesn't even have to be on Netflix, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So we, my husband and I definitely, that is kind of our solace after bedtime is, you know, a a good glass of wine and and a binge, you know, fest on, on some show. So I think that's all keeping, that's keeping us a little bit more sane too. Um, Currently we're watching the last dance, which is, actually on ESPN, but it's also streaming on Netflix. It is. And it's about the Chicago Bulls. And it's about their 97, 98 season and just all this behind the scenes stuff, you know, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and all this stuff that 
you know, I grew up a big sports fan. I'm from Massachusetts. I was not a Chicago Bulls fan, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you had to be oblivious if you didn't like Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just been so interesting to watch this footage um, so far after the fact. So I think The Last Dance is just such a cool show for a sports fan. But even if you're not a sports fan, I mean, there's a lot of drama. So it's it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of, you don't know the politics that go on behind the scenes. And I think, so during that like 97 and 98 season, um, I was in high school and I was playing basketball as well. Um, And so I watched basketball with my dad and we were big Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan, Jordan fans. But all you saw was the surface, right? You saw Michael Jordan, this big athlete, or Scottie Pippen. Um, You saw Chicago Bulls, and that's all you saw. But to see behind the scenes and what's actually happening, it kind of blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, it's like nostalgic. So it makes, you know, I was a kid when when that was happening, and so it makes me kind of go back to my childhood and yeah. like you said watching games with my dad on the couch and stuff so it's kind of fun like it, it's like a, a mental break from the here and now it takes you back <laughs> yeah no it's good um are you reading any uh books right now or listening to podcasts um or any sort of learning resources that you could recommend to people yes so um i am also a lawyer um by trade and by profession so I have to keep up with my, you know, continuing legal education and things like that. So I've been nonstop, you know, working with different firms and, and taking part in um, webinars on, you know, obviously the pandemic, but also kind of the legal pieces behind it. And then now the, the focus has switched to, okay, what's the, the going back to the office and opening plan? So I've been doing at least one CLE probably a week, um, you know, on the legal aspects. Um, of the pandemic and and company decisions and risk and things like that. So those are probably boring to like 98% of your listeners. And it's not that I would recommend them, but it's just something that I I like to just stay um, up to date on those types of things. Um, As far as reading for pleasure, I am a member of a mom's book club. Hmm. And while we haven't been able to meet in person, we've been doing Zoom meetings monthly. And the current book that we're reading this month is called The Secrets We Kept. And it's actually really, really interesting. It, it goes back to the Cold War, and it's all about women and kind of the part they played um, in some of that kind of Russia-U.S. spy stuff. So, I mean, it's fiction. It's, it's, a, it's an easy read. It's a fun read. Um, but it definitely kind of, again, takes your mind off of everything that's going on. So I would, uh, I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through, and I would recommend it. Nice. Kind of makes up for the dry stuff that you're you're reading for the uh, legal side of things. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's funny because when we started this book club, I was like, listen, I read so much serious dry stuff. That we have to only read fiction and only stuff that's entertaining. So yeah. that's the kind of the ground rule of the mom's book club, and so far it's been good. <laughs> good, good. And the last one is, what is one positive thing you've seen during our physical distancing started that you want to always remember? Um, Well, I think, you know, first and foremost is the resilience of our people. You know, I think we talked about that already, but I don't want to, you know, dive too deep into it. But I've just been, I mean, I've read some emails from people or gotten some calls from people that literally brought me to tears on how, um, just how genuine they are, how, you know, willing to sacrifice they are, you know, to help the company, to help their peers. And I mean, just, just seeing that firsthand has been um, absolutely incredible and something I'll never forget. 
Um, I think on a more personal note, it's spending the time with my kids that I wouldn't have. You know, I've been a working mom. Um, you know, I've gone back to work uh, after 12 weeks both times with my two boys. And so I didn't have a lot of this time at home with my, my oldest when he was a toddler. So now I'm able to spend time with both my kids on a daily basis and just see, you know, the little subtle changes that are happening and just embrace it. I mean, it's not always fun in games. Sometimes it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope at, when all this is said and done, I look back at it and say, man, that's time that I would not have gotten, you know, during my kids' early years. And so I'm really excited to, to have witnessed it. Nice. I love it. I think the same thing with my kids too, even though sometimes it's a pain in the ass. I'm like, ah, I gotta, <laughs> I, these moments I'm going to cherish being home with them and even just going through their homework with them and understanding how mm-hmm. they learn and, you know, some of their little quirks and um, I could support them better when they go to school. Um, and then they come home with their homework and I'm helping them. And I just get to understand how they, how they, um, retain information and understand the information. So I'm going to take that uh, yeah. as a win. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the, the, and it brings me, the, the last thing I'll say on that is it, it has given me such a greater, deeper respect for teachers yeah. because <laughs> the stuff they do you know, for classrooms of kids is amazing. And I could not do it myself. So I give all the props in the world to people that are teachers and educators because they do magical things. Absolutely. Without a doubt. (laughs) Well, Marisol, uh, thank you so much for sharing your organization's experience, um, you know, during this transition and extraordinary time. I don't know if it's extraordinary, but it's, you know, extraordinarily uh, difficult and and new to everybody. Uh, But I appreciate you taking the time today to chat with me. Yeah, no problem. And, and, you know, it's great what you and, and Tom and the Kudos team are doing with this. I mean, I think Kudos has always been a really great tool for staying engaged for our, our company, especially as we've gone global and, and integrated Kudos into every single place we go. Um, so this is just another thing that you guys are doing that's really cool. And, and you know, I know I, as a customer, I, I definitely appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you as the customer coming on and talking to us today and sharing and sharing your um, your expertise in the area. (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. And if you're liking the episodes, please give us a five star rating. But until next time, stay wise, stay connected and stay healthy. Thank you.